Welcome to the Heartache Connoisseur Podcast. I'm your host, Marty Carpenter, MD, coming to you with another episode where we talk about the trials and tribulations of living on planet Earth as an emotional creature. Are you sipping your pain, everyone? Are you in touch with your inner child? Are you leaning in? Are you going deep? Are you having a life filled with meaning and purpose as you explore your inner state? Are you engaging in healthy relationships? More importantly, perhaps the most important of all, are you telling the truth? Today's episode is called The Fine Art of Calling a Spade a Spade. So this is a saying, an idiom, that refers to telling the truth, sometimes in a way that is not exactly polite. Telling it like it is, that's what this means. And I confess, I am a great lover of calling spades spades, of telling the truth uh, as I see it. (laughs) Sometimes I delight a little too much in telling the truth as I see it, and it is one of my flaws and one of my many weaknesses. However, through much experimentation with telling the truth as I see it, I have uh, learned a thing or two. I've been on both the receiving end and the giving end of the truth many times. And most recently, uh, it was at work. And we had a regulatory body come through the psychiatric unit. And I told you I work on an inpatient psychiatric unit. And you might imagine that they don't just let you do whatever you want to on these things with respect to the facilities. You, You have to have your facilities up to snuff. There are people whose job it is to travel from hospital to hospital and analyze the facilities and comment and coerce change if need be. They, they literally run around and with a clipboard and they look for places where you could hang yourself. They look for things that could be used as a weapon. They look at the types of doorknobs that you use. They look at the type of glass that you use. They look at your sprinklers. They look at your exit signs. They look at the art on the walls. They look at the whiteboards and the types of markers you're using. They look at everything you could possibly imagine. The screws that are holding the window panes in place. Are they tamper-resistant screws? I mean, it is a colonoscopy is what it is. And now, the thing is, we need the colonoscopy. Every once in a while, you've got to do something that's uncomfortable because the alternative would be having a, a psychiatric unit that was unsafe. And nobody wants that. Nobody wants to send their, their loved ones off to a, a hospital where they could potentially hurt themselves. But you should see us all get so offended at these people. We just sit around and we just bitch and moan and gripe and talk about how safe we are and how we don't hurt anybody and what are they, who do they think they are. And we just get so indignant when they come through. <laughs> And I get all these fantasies, right? I'm like, I would like to go into their homes and see if their milk is expired. I would like to check for dust bunnies under their bed. I would like to see if their cars have had their oil changes on time. I really just, I get so like, because they, you know, I I fantasize that they take a little bit of pleasure in it. Maybe they don't. They probably don't. They don't care. I mean, they're just doing their jobs, right? And that's, that's part of why I think it's so frustrating is because they're so 
unapologetic about it. They don't have any personal investment at all in how you feel about their delivery. Anyway, I wanted to tell you that story as kind of a preamble to this conversation. And they are good examples of truth tellers. And what we need are truth tellers in this world. This world needs honest people more than it needs nice people. The trick is being honest and nice at the same time, which isn't always possible. Uh, And even if you are being honest and nice at the same time, you are not always received that way. And that is out of your control. Gloria Steinem, the feminist activist, has a quote. The truth will set you free, but first it will piss you off. And that is true. That is exactly right. When I first started at my new job over there, I encountered some resistance to my way of doing things based on the previous leadership that they had. And I had to have a couple of these conversations with people and it pissed them off when I told them the truth because they had been doing it a certain way for some amount of time. And I waltzed in and hijacked their department and told them exactly what I thought we needed to do differently and exactly the ways that I thought people were behaving inappropriately. And uh, I probably could have been a little softer. Then at the same time, if you water it down too much, people don't hear it. In a way, there is a tactic whereby you tell the, the truth in such a way that it grabs some attention. And I don't think that's always out of line. One of the masters of this was Jesus. I mean, this guy, one of my favorite examples, there are many examples. If you read through those gospel accounts and you look at the way Jesus talked to people, he didn't say, hey, I just want to tell you, you know, you're doing a really great job. I think with the fishing thing, you really have that down. Nice work. I like how you've maintained your boat and the nets. And, you know, most people have body odor around here on the beach, but yours isn't that bad. And, and I just really wanted you to know that I think you're doing a great job, Peter. <laughs> but no, he says, get behind me, Satan. You know what I'm saying? Like, he just tells it like it is. Uh, the, one of my favorites is when he's talking to Pilate, and he's basically not really feeling like answering Pilate's questions or refusing to answer some of Pilate's questions. Pilate says, Do you not know that I have the authority to release you and the authority to crucify you? And Jesus says back to him, you would have no power over me if it were not given to you from above. In other words, I know the truth. I know the score. The only reason you have the place that you have is because it's in accordance with the divine will of my Father. I'm not playing your games. I'm in on all of this. I know the truth of this situation. And I think this is a really important point. And I want to I say this, that the truth, when it is in fact the truth, is from God. And when the truth comes out of your mouth accurately, it comes from the God within you. You are speaking the voice of the God that lives in you when you tell the truth. But there's a catch. You have to be honest with yourself if you want to be able to tell and hear the truth well. You have to have established an honest, reciprocal, back-and-forth relationship with your Creator if you want to master the fine art of telling the truth. You have to say the things that you are most afraid to say 
if you want to master the fine art of telling the truth. But the good news, and I can tell you from personal experience, is that when you're honest with God, He doesn't shame you. He doesn't mock you. He doesn't punish you. He doesn't laugh at you. He doesn't rub it in your face. He doesn't say, gotcha. He hears and empathizes with what you've just said and leaves you with encouragement, which allows you to accept yourself and your own flaws and then grow from there. So that's the good news. This is something that, first of all, I want to tell you that I would say that over the course of my life, I have not always been an honest person. I thought I was. I was honest to the best of my ability based on the level of maturity I had achieved, but I was far from honest with myself. I had all kinds of lies and lists built up that I'd gathered over time that supported my identity and who I thought I was, and many of them were just simply not the truth about who I was. And there was a moment in time Generally speaking, it was when I was going through, or immediately after I had gone through, a divorce. And so during a period of intense pain, it became quite clear to me that my way of doing business was not working very well, and that it was time for me to get as honest as I possibly could. And there was a book I read around that time, and I won't quote it, but if you if you want a resource that is really helpful and kind of eye-opening and for me was jaw-dropping. It's a book called uh, Radical Honesty by a therapist named Brad Blanton. Anyway, I read that book and I just decided, you know what, I'm going to do what this book says. I'm just going to do it because I've tried everything I know and it hasn't worked very well. So I'm, I'm going to follow the advice of this mental health professional in my own life. And I began to do this. I began to, in my times of meditation, be as honest as I possibly could about my internal state, about my fears, about my anxieties, about my hopes, about anything and everything that came to me, I tore it down before God. And that was a major turning point in my spiritual life and my spiritual development. And I began to notice that I spoke the truth more frequently and more readily in my everyday life. I became a better psychiatrist. I became ultimately a better partner for the woman I've now remarried. I became a better father. It just made me better in every way. And and you sort of get addicted to the truth. And the more you tell it, the more you get in touch with what it feels like to speak the truth. And when you're not speaking it, you know it. You know it at your very core, and it becomes intolerable to you. And you know that when lies are whizzing by your head from other sources, it's virtually impossible for you to not confront them. You become so in love with the truth that that becomes your master. You become a slave to the truth. And that, I think, is the real goal, to where the truth is all you know and is all you're loyal to all the time. This is a quote by a songwriter named David Bazan. That's D-A-V-I-D-B-A-Z-A-N. I really like his work, and this line caught my attention. And when you love the truth enough, you start to tell it all the time. And when it gets you into trouble, you discover you don't mind. That's from a song called People on his Strange Negotiations album. So fall in love with the truth. And here are some tips about truth-telling. Telling someone off is not the same as telling the truth. It is important that as you 
pursue a lifestyle of truth-telling, that you are humble and working to become more and more kind, and you take the concept of gentleness seriously. Cussing someone out and calling them a list of names that you think they are is not telling them the truth. (laughs) It's important that if you're going to have a truthful discussion with someone, you do it when you're not enraged. I will say that some of the best truthful conversations I've had with myself and with my maker have come in the throngs of strong emotion. And so there may be something to that where when you are having a discussion with someone else, if you want your truth to be heard, you need to be in a state where you can deliver it well. I think learning to use humor is a really important part of effective truth-telling. In my line of work, I'm often asked to do something that I don't really want to do for someone else. They want certain kinds of medicines that might be addictive that I don't think are a good idea, or they want to leave the hospital and I don't think they're ready. And so I've had to kind of learn lots of different ways to say no or tell someone that I think they have an illness and they need further help or that they shouldn't have addictive substances in their possession, things like that. I have to have those conversations with people. And I've come up with lots of soft, kind, and semi-humorous ways of telling people the truth. And and to be honest with you, the more truthful I am with people about my rationale for why I'm not going to do something they want me to do, the more likely they are to accept it. And my father was a great teacher in this regard. He, he was also a physician, and he would tell one of his strategies. <laughs> he had a line where I think someone asked him to do something that he didn't want to do, and he'd say, well, I wouldn't do that for the Queen of England. <laughs> it was something like that, where you, you learn how to lighten the blow uh, while still maintaining your own internal integrity. And you got to make this a habit. you got to do it all the time if you really want to succeed at it. And you have to look for even small opportunities to tell the truth. I try not to let anything go without addressing it truthfully. It could be as simple as if the waitress asks you, how was your meal? And you, you're honest with them. I didn't like it. Or how's the soup? It's too cold. If you wouldn't mind warming it up, I'd really appreciate it. And it's not that you're trying to be entitled and create work for people. It's that you're trying to live from a place of constant attunement to your own truth-telling barometer, where you're living a lifestyle of honesty all the time in every situation. Now, sometimes the honest truth is a little bit of withholding is appropriate, but for the most part, as I've said, what this world needs is a lot less nice and a lot more honest. Again, I want to reiterate that truth-telling is an important way to maintain an internal state of centeredness, to maintain an internal state of peace. One of the ways that you can know you are perhaps not being honest with yourself or others is if you feel a deep sense of unrest, of dissatisfaction. It may mean that you are trying to force fit a lie into your scheme of the world And it's creating problems. It's like a monkey wrench in your internal machine. And what truth-telling does is it cleans all of that out and it causes you as an organism to work much better. And when, when you become more advanced at this, you are so sensitive 
to any internal state that is not honest, not perfectly honest, that you will go to great lengths to get that worked out quickly because it affects your own internal sense of harmony, I have found. I think it is also fair to say that truth is a perspective and that it may very well change for you over time that what you thought was the truth 10 years ago may not in fact at all be the truth today. The way I think about absolute truth is that there is only one absolute truth and it is contained within the identity of God himself and that all human words fall short of the ideal, absolute, perfect truth. That all of our attempts to be truthful, be honest, and tell it like it is are always going to fall short of the complete truth because that exists in only one eternal, unchanging place, and that is in the very being, the very substance of God. Now, you have a little bit of that substance in you, I believe, and that's the key to truth-telling is to tap into that and speak from that place. But what that means is that our perspectives should evolve over time as we get to know the God within ourselves better and better. That as we come to know the divine more thoroughly and completely, that the words that come out of our mouth will contain more and more truth over time. It's about being a heartache connoisseur, always. It's about learning how to speak about your internal state as you would about a fine wine, a great meal, fine music, a good cigar, a little glass of scotch or whatever. You've got to learn how to describe in detail your own internal state. And that will lead you to the truth. The more honest you become with yourself about what you're really feeling, what you're really thinking, what you really need, and the more you begin to speak that, you will find that you transform internally. And you will transform the environment you find yourself in. That's the other point I would make, is that truth-telling causes you to grow, even when it's not well-received. But if you become a person of integrity and, and honesty and, and live your life by the creed of as honest as you possibly can be all the time, you will see environments you find yourself in begin to change for the better. When you don't just let things slide, when you don't sweep them under the rug. That's like these investigators that came through the psych unit. We were all indignant, but the, at the same time, if we want to be the best psychiatric unit we can be, we need to heed the truth. We need to listen to what they're saying. We need to accept it with humility. And if we're honest with ourselves, would we want anything less? Would we want a psychiatric unit that's dangerous? Of course not. And this, of course, applies in any situation. If you've got a mentor or a loved one that's telling you something about your behavior or your choices, it would behoove you to consider it. Perhaps it's the God in them speaking to you. Perhaps refusing to hear the truth from someone else is actually refusing to hear the very voice of God. Maybe he's using someone to attempt to get through to you. And it's always going to be for your good. It's always going to be for your growth, your betterment, your depth. You're accomplishing those things which you were set here on earth to do. That's what the truth is really for. The truth is about making this entire world better. 
Thank you for listening, Paint Sippers. Keep spreading the word. Keep doing the work. Keep digging deep. Keep going to uncomfortable places. Keep leaning into it. Keep growing. Keep getting better. You will find your soul begin to shine light out into the world around you, and you will leave this world better than you found it, I promise. Thanks for listening, everybody. Heads me where no feet have been. Oh, yonder I go. Wonder when everything 